Welcome to the Redeeming Church Podcast. On this podcast, one former and one current pastor discuss issues facing the church today and how to navigate them. This is episode 29, and I'm your host, Andrew. On this episode, Mike and I discuss the often quoted saying, thoughts and prayers, and how sometimes our prayers just aren't enough. Let's dive in. What? is happening michael uh lots of things are are happening but uh the first thing is who are you i'm back (laughs) welcome back bud i told you i'd be back friends podcasts friends and mike it's so good to be back with you on this beautiful friday um did i I keep the did i keep the hosting chair warm enough for you i've been gone for a little bit you did you did well. I, I, I did you like it? Okay, good. I was, good. I was, I was proud. I mean, so yeah, uh, good. I'm, I'm glad I'm back. You know, um, no, it was good. Um, we have gone through a little bit of a transition here, and that is why I took a step back um, from podcasting. Um, we uh, stepped back from our position at Redeemer. Um, so there you go. Band-aids ripped off. So it seems to be a year of transition for, for both of us, right? It started with me transitioning and, and now you transitioning. Uh, yes. so lots of, lots of changes here, but yes, indeed. Yeah. And we, um, we're taking the month of June off just to be with the fam, get some house projects done, do some things, which have been Great one weekend, and then we'll be starting at another church uh, in July, July 5th, uh, starting at Crosspoint at uh, West Dallas in a new position with some different responsibilities that I think are going to be good for me uh, and more catered to who I am and my strengths. Yeah, so be going, be doing it. Man, I feel like we almost uh, need to revisit the uh, the transition or the, uh, you know, Go and do a different church topics, although except instead of me, it could be about you because we've <laughs> talked about me a, a lot this could season. Be, but could be how how pastors should start at a church. <laughs> uh, yeah, or or everything. I was actually thinking about how uh, you know what to do when you have uh, time off, right? So like Ooh. like like I did like in my 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 time of being unemployed. Uh, it was, uh, what did I do? I think I played some video games. I think I slept. Yep. Uh, yep. what did you, what did you do during your time off or, um, yeah, well, I have kids. So none of those things exist <laughs> um, video games or sleeping. Uh, no, actually our kids are great sleepers. Yeah. We're doing, you know, we try to do most mornings right now. And for the next few weeks, we're just doing stuff with our kids, going to different playgrounds, splash pads, library. They love going to the library and hanging out. Um, so we just try to do family stuff, get some good family time. And we're trying to find a day or two a week where like we send Chris and or I away for a good chunk of the day, just to, mm. for us to recharge, get some time to read a book or write some notes uh, to people. And uh, we're also doing a little bit of counseling with a fantastic ministry called Staining Stone. Wow. Counseling. Uh, I you allowed know, to do that, man. I know. Right. Caring so about your, like, your well-being. That's what? insane. What? Uh, so it's great. It's for us. Ministries for pastors and their wives. So that's been great. Um, I'll do a little bit of traveling, go to Indiana, and then just get ready to roll, man. I'd mm. like to have my office, my new office set up by the time I start. That'd be 
Nice. Step in. So I might go there a little bit. And your 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 living room is not your office. Uh, Contrary to where I'm recording right now in my living room, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I would get nothing done with a three year old climbing on me like I'm a jungle gym. Uh, yeah, and then Ruth, our daughter's first birthday is in a week, so that's exciting. There you Thursday. go. Can you believe that a year ago? See a year ago, where, where was I? What, oh, were yeah. <laughs> what were you doing a year ago? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, a year ago things were kind of hectic. Uh, <laughs> man, no, no joke. It's just yeah, and I think it's we we've obviously got a topic to talk about, but you know, I think it's in the spirit of transition, right? I mean, it it's it happens, yeah. and, and transition's not always yeah. It it can it can sometimes be you know both a it can be bitter and sweet, right? And uh, you know, just like mine was, I'm sure yours was to a degree, and. And yeah, I think, yeah, working through those dynamics and for any of our listeners, right? Like, I think perhaps, I think, I think the important thing, Andrew, that I think is good to like note, right, is, is like your, your work for a church hasn't finished yet. Like that's still, mm-hmm. that's still going to happen. And and sometimes for anyone who, when they want to transition, they're transitioning out of the church forever. And uh, again, the point of this podcast is to be like, don't, don't do that. Uh, stay with yeah. it. But um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so just small news for us. What uh, anything going on in your life last whatever eight weeks since I talked to you? Uh, yeah. What is happening? Um, honestly, I feel like uh, I'm in this. Uh, you know, you know. Okay, so like, like here, here's here's an update, right? Like, I f- I feel like over the last few months, uh, I think Core and I are starting to come to i think a better place in certain things and you know we're still there's still some things getting figured out right and as far as some dynamics um within within family and and those things but um yeah just really feeling a good some some good peace about a lot of things and uh you know i joked i joked about your counseling but uh uh, I too have been doing some counseling, which is, yeah, you have, which has been wonderful, man. I gotta tell you, I'm meeting with my guy next week and uh, I'm, I'm so stoked. <laughs> just yeah, uh, look forward to it every time, man, just to keep working through some things. Uh, Andrew, I spoke for, um, we had this, uh, uh, at, at the, uh, organization I work with, we, every week in the national office, we have this, uh, kind of worship time called commons. And I got to, I got to speak at that, which, um, kind of the, the, the theme that I've been running with in life lately has been the theme of surrender and just surrendering to what the Lord has. And, uh, you know, finding in a lot of ways, not feeling like, uh, like how, how certain things have happened over the last year, like not feeling great about it, still feeling some hurt about it, but yet still feeling the Lord, just like saying, I'm going to work through this for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to help bring. And so for me, it's brought some good growth, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, yeah, which I think is good and it's been healing. And so, and, and the job work workout is great. Although the next couple of weeks uh, are going to be busy, but um, pretty hectic. Yeah. Um, and, and with all of that though, I think, I think, uh, I don't, I don't know if there's a good transition into, into the topic, but uh, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, just dive this fair warning for everybody. This is going to be a little bit heavier topic. This is the first time Mike and I have gotten to, chat in a while and there's been some been some news on the national stage that uh we can't ignore and should not ignore and so we're making the entire podcast about that uh this episode talk to us about it mike yeah i know in the the last episode that we had recorded was about god meeting us in our pain 
mm. and working through that. And that actually just, that came probably a couple of days before um, there was a mass shooting in our city, uh, my former city rather of Milwaukee. Yep. And, uh, and unfortunately that is, uh, um, that was not the only one. There has been several others that have occurred in places like Buffalo um, uh, places like Uvalde and, and even like, I think, you know, right, there's a, there's a couple of the other day, it's just been, just been difficult. And, and I think, uh, well, I want to be very careful not to jump into the politics of it. Uh, Andrew, I think the topic that is appropriate to talk about is on thoughts and prayers. And this is a phrase we see used in response to tragic events, whether that is a personal tragedy or if it's a communal one, such as the ones that we've been seeing here the last month. And uh, this is a phrase that can elicit two types of responses. Uh, it, the first is response could be that of comfort or empathy, especially when, you know, when, when people who receive that have an understanding or maybe a faith background and, and they, can, they can have a recognition that there is a greater power at work, even, even through the, uh, the brokenness of, of the things happening around us. But the other response that can also be elicited is that of anger, because it can communicate to some inaction, perhaps a passive solution. Um, I think especially we see this uh, when politicians, people who are, are in positions of power uh, to do things, when they send out a, we're praying, thoughts and prayers, right? That can invoke responses of anger, because it's seen as a more of a passive response. And so, um, Andrew... Let's talk about thoughts and prayers. Let's talk about, uh, yeah, I think in a couple of ways, um, we, we can address this by talking about how does prayer fit into tragedy and uh, what is the line between prayer and action? So that's why don't we start with our first segment, why even pray? Because I think a lot of people are, are wondering, even, even committed believers, when tragedies like this keep occurring, why even pray? What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, the answer is probably don't. You're All those people are probably right, huh? Seems to not work, so just don't do it. Uh, no, that is what people would say, certainly. Um, man, the only thing I have to go on is scripture. That's all we have to base anything on, to be very clear about everything, right? And mm -hmm. so when you look at scripture, it is... There's no caveats on prayer. It's pray always, continually pray in the spirit, bring everything to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we are commanded to pray uh, time and time, hundreds of times in scripture to come to communicate our needs, our thanks, our sins to the Lord on a personal level. So like there is, I mean, that is in a lot of ways it's open and shut in terms of us as believers in Christ to how we should respond when it comes to the idea of like whether to pray or not, what you just mm -hmm. kind of said. Um, yeah. So, so the prayer and, and prayer, man, we get do there are books and books and podcasts and bookus of things written on prayer alone. So we won't dive into all of it. Yeah. But prayer, like God listens to his people when they pray. Mm. And I won't say that he changes his mind, but those prayers matter. And we see that in scripture. Like we see the prayers of God's people being effective towards an end. Like right when you are communicating with God and talking with him. So with no reason to believe that's not true today. And I'm 
believe that he listens to our prayers and acts on those in some capacity. So the question is whether or not you pray, the answer is to pray. Um, is that, does that answer your, is that what you were, I don't know if that's the direction you were going when you asked me that. No, I, I think it's still good. Right. Cause I think, I think it's the question is like, why even pray? And, and there is, because that feeling is, is, is there, right. That feeling of like, what is the point? Right. But you're right. Like from that scriptural standpoint as a believer, um, what does the word lay out? It lays out a ton of prayers. It lays out um, kind of the why it lays out, even like when prayer happens in the midst of tragedy um, that we see in scripture, right? Like, cause like what is prayer at its core, right? It is, it is coming to the Lord. It's talking to God, even Jesus, when he's hanging on the cross, right? When he says, uh, why have you forsaken me? Like that's, that's a prayer, like, right. That is a, it is a talking to God. And so, yeah, I, I don't know if you uh, looked like you had another point there. Well, just, man, in the same way where Scripture talks about loving your enemies, right? And mm. it talks about, like, if you love those who do good to you, like, what profit is that? Like, what good is that? Yeah. I mean, that's easy. That's easy to love those who are good to you. Loving your enemies, that is hard, and that is the command, right? Praying and communicating with God when things are good, like, is easy. Like, mm. it's, right, as a as – a, true disciple and a follower of Christ, a lot of times we want to go to him, uh, like when things are good um, or when we need something. But man, it is the times where we don't feel like it, mm. right? And goodness gracious, if our generation is anything, it's the generation of feelings, right? And yeah. acting on our feelings or whatever those may be. And I mean, I'm, I'll make the argument that's the most important time to go to him was you don't feel like it. Yeah. You don't think he's going to do anything. Like that is, that's the commitment part of, following right just like in marriage like it's not all honeymoon sorry for anybody who's not married um and you know there's good romance in there don't keep the romance alive always date your wife but like love is a commitment so that in the hard times you're not fleeing right you are committed and you're there so the same thing same thing with prayer when it feels like it's not doing anything Mm -hmm. and you feel like god doesn't care go to him in prayer that was a rhyme. I'll make a song out of it. Mm. Anyway, yeah. that was my other point I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take this in a different, because I, I probably okay. fall in that, in that group of, uh, I think, I think after the shooting in Milwaukee in, in the one after, uh, the school shooting in Uvalde, uh, I felt pretty sick and I felt pretty angry. Uh, yeah. and I, I think, I think to the point where, where I, I, str- I was probably in that way of, like you said, of feeling like, yeah, I don't want to pray because I feel like I've prayed this prayer like often, like there's just been so many of things over the last, like even over the last decade. Like I remember forming a prayer group after the Sandy Hook shootings um, mm-hmm. about a decade ago. And uh, I can't believe this a decade ago, by I the know, way. I know. I and, 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 and that's, and that's like the struggle, right. Is that these things keep happening. And so, right. so that's where that, that thought comes of like, what, what is the point of this? And I think there's also that anger uh, that comes mm-hmm. out of it because of, uh, you know, when, when sometimes when we see kind of like thoughts and prayers, even that phrase can be kind of received as a token, uh, like, yeah, we're yeah. praying, but like, but we're, we're not going to do it. And I, and I especially understand, cause I've, I felt this way too. Right. Um, when I see politicians like who are in positions of power to do certain things, uh, when, then, when they say things like, well, we're, or we're, we're praying and all that, I'm like, 
uh, that does nothing for me, right? Because you are in a spot of, of action. So I, and I'm overgeneralizing on certain things and I, and I know it's not all of it, but that's how it feels, right? And that's yeah. that's kind of the, 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 the problem here. And so I remember that night, um, just a few weeks ago, I, I, uh, my wife was like, we should, we should be praying for, for, uh, Evaldi. And I'm like, like woman, <laughs> uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah, that definitely wouldn't have gone well. Um, I, but, but I struggled. Right. And, but I think there's something that, uh, but we, but we still did because that is something about prayer that I think is, is also, um, powerful and something that we need to be reminded about prayer. Um, God didn't give us prayer as a passive response, right? Prayer is, is a tool by which God means uh, to be uh, our first line of action. And, and I get that. And that doesn't mean anything to non-believers. I understand that. And so I think for non-believers, they'll see this and they'll get angry, right? They'll see that phrase and, and go nuts. But I think for us as believers, what we have to remember um, is, is that prayer is something that is given to us as a way to not just respond, but even to um, to be proactive in, in things of the world. I came across actually Christianity Today had uh, they had written this back in 2015 uh, after another wave of shootings, but uh, they also um, had brought this back up. Um, and one of the things that they that they've written is to offer prayer in the wake of tragedy is not uh, to ask God to fix anything. It is to hold those who were harmed and those who are harmed before the mercy of God. And one of the things I, I appreciated about that was how like. Like, well, yes, we can pray for God to save and to God to fix, um, but we're also asking for God to be present and to be present to, um, you know, those who have experienced suffering and loss of life, not just with gun shootings, but you could talk about a number of different things and suffering. Um, and, and I think it's another thing about prayer is that, uh, that I think we sometimes forget in evangelicalism that there is such thing as lament. And for those who don't know what lament is, it's it's prayer, but it's through grief, it's through sorrow, it's through mourning. Uh, it's the kind of it's praying in a way that says that this is not right, but also it's prayer like that that aligns us with the Lord, who is also heartbroken when he sees his creation, uh, when he sees when he sees his creation breaking apart when death happens. And, and I think that's just again, it, it what prayer is, is, is not a, a passive response. It, it is something, it is like that first line, that first thing that we as believers can, can do. Um, I, I don't know. I got, I have more notes to say, but I don't know if, I, if, you, if you got any comments on that before. Yeah, let me talk. Uh, goodness gracious. I know, I know I could go on. I, I, I had a lot more to say, but I was like, eh, <laughs> better not. <laughs> I, I like that you describe the limit prayer, like, like that, uh, because for people that read scripture and know, especially the Psalms, I mean, you, you see it, you see David, you, you see you David, a, go ahead. No, uh, I was going to say, right. You've got a whole book named Lamentations. A whole book named <laughs> Lamentations. And in the Psalms, what, what you see is King David, which he didn't write all the Psalms, but a lot of them. And he is called a man after God's own heart. And what you see is him pouring out his heart to mm -hmm. God in these Psalms. And he is doing it with all of his emotions. Yeah. He does not only strike an attitude of thankfulness. Thank you, Lord, for this food. Rub a dub dub. Thanks for the grub. I don't know. That was when I heard when I was really young. Um, right. It's not, there's not these formulaic standard like rote prayers. Um, there can be, and like there are 
there are those written throughout history by the saints, which are great. And, and some of those are from lament, but like <laughs> the point of prayer is to pour your heart out to God is yeah. to tell them God can handle it. Friends. God mm. can handle your anger. He wants to hear it. He can handle your anger at him, right? Like yeah. he can take that. So tell him about it. That is the point. The point is to converse with him as you would with your spouse, right? There's a reason the analogy of marriage is given in the Bible between us and Christ. Like he wants to hear it. Like tell him your sadness, tell him your anger, tell him your frustration, tell him your thanks, like all of it. He wants all of it. And so when you, your whatever your response is that you talked about at the beginning of this, whether it's supreme sadness and sorrow, whether it's incredible anger and outrage, well, it does not matter. Like bring it to the Lord. And what you said too about like, what, what are those things that's kind of bleeding into segment two that I, or some part of segment one, I don't know. There's no yeah. real segments. We're just yeah, yeah. For it. We're, uh, we're the line. segmentless episode, right? Like what are those things? What, what are helpful to bring in prayer in a crisis like this? And you said some of those, right? We ask for comfort and peace for those involved, those deeply uh, connected to and close to the situation. Um, we ask for some kind of understanding out of that. As believers, one of our prayers always in situations like this should be that the Lord uses an evil action of an evil of a person to bring people to him. Mm-hmm. Now, that's always the goal. And please don't hear that I'm minimizing the physical hardships and the sadness of this life. Correct. But compared to eternity, like the goal is eternity. The goal is for people to come to know the Lord through these events, mm-hmm. right? For all the reasons, not the least of them. I mean, because he is who provides peace and comfort, ultimately. It is through nothing else. Everything else is, is fading peace and comfort. And he is not. Like that, so if, like if you're going to end or focus your prayer on a thing, focus it on that. That he would use these events, whether that's through Christians on the ground, through people going to help clean up after a hurricane, whatever, like that they would be his hands and feet to bring people involved in the situation to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's a it's a good perspective to have. And, and I and I understand for some people, right, the frustration sometimes can be. Like where, where is the, where's the action piece? And and I think, and I think we'll talk about that in, in a, in a yeah, moment, but, but even just to, just to keep on this for a second, like, um, you know, whether you post, you post this on, on Facebook or Instagram, like praying for this. Right. Um, I, I think, I think it's important to know if you are like, if you are one of those people, it's like, I'm praying for this, like, uh, do so. Right. I think, I think we do live in a world of virtue signaling in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, so I think, again, I, I struggle with the hearts of there, there are some people, <laughs> maybe, maybe even some Wisconsin Senator politicians, right. That I have some issues with, right. Where, where I'll, I'll hear that I'll hear, you know, well, we're praying for this. Right. And, uh, right. I'm just reminded of what Jesus says in the gospels of, uh, you know, what, you know, uh, public leaders who pray extravagantly and publicly, um, but who don't do much about it. Right. I, I think, I think there, there is a, there's a right to be frustrated, but at the same time, and I, I think for call, I wouldn't call what a lot of those guys do is praying extravagantly. Yes, yeah, I would. Uh, but Virtue signaling is the right. That was the right phrase. Yeah. But I, I think for every for every you know example we might see, if we're on that on that side of like we see that phrase or some variation of it, and we get frustrated, I think we need to know that like or be reminded that 
um, that there are people who are seriously and fervently praying. Um, Andrew, maybe you've caught this too, but I, I love this. This actually brought some really hope to my heart. Um, but I love when uh, in Milwaukee, um, uh, a lot of the Milwaukee area pastors got together mm-hmm. around the Pfizer forum, the, the scene where there was a shooting after a Bucks game um, a few weeks before that. And uh, they came together, right? Pastors and, and community members and for the sake of calling for peace and calling for prayer. And I'm, and I'm looking at that going, man, how beautiful is, is that? Like, I, I get it. Like, it's not a law being passed. It's not a new policy. I get that. But I think even just for the sake of like, like the problem being the heart of people, right? Um, because that, that is like the big, the big issue. But however you feel on the, on the topic of gun control and those things. Um, I loved seeing pastors of a different, a different race and background, like standing, there's like a picture where they're like, you know, kind of like clenched arms around one another. Like you're kind of on this, this line of, 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 of praying and, and praying for the community outside of, uh, of the Bucks arena. And, and there was just something that was refreshing about that. And I think just a reminder of like, here's, here's what these guys are doing. Like they're, they're asking for God's, for God's power and presence. So they're asking for, for hearts to get changed. They're asking for violence to stop. And, and, and yeah, like people who do, are not believers will look at that and scoff at it. I get it. Um, sometimes prayer can be kind of the, of the one thing you do and you do nothing else, but I don't, I don't think it's the intent here. I think prayer is being used as a, as a starting point. Um, and, and I think that's a, that's a good, a good scene. And, and that does kind of lead us to our second segment, right? Um, cause Andrew, we're, we're, I think wanting to, to talk about this, but, um, we do have segments. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's that question of at what point should prayer spur onto action, right? At what point should we do more than just pray and have thoughts, but like, where, where does the action come into? Um, I got lots of thoughts on this, but, uh, I, I'm talking way too much. <laughs> yeah. I'll open up with a few, um, because I have pretty strong thoughts too, because I think the scripture has some strong thoughts. <laughs> so, mm. uh, but I'll give a caveat. Uh, an important one, I think, is that um, your time and your money and your energy and your focus are all resources. And you have a finite amount of those. Like, you can't do everything. So, Despite mm. what I'm what I'm about to get to sound like and what I think you're about to sound like, like don't believers in Christ should not feel like they have to have a tangible action-based response to every tragedy, every need, everything that they hear. Because you can't. Mm. Like that's just you just can't. So if you are someone who like, I don't know, feeling guilty or feeling like I, I need to do more, I need to go do, that's great. Like Take that feeling, let's let's funnel it, let's, uh, channel it somewhere. But do not feel, you cannot overwhelm yourself with the needs of this world because they are immense and there's only one person who can't and it's not you. So mm. caveat, don't feel like you need to get in the car and go drive to Uvalde to set up a counseling station. If you if you feel strong to do that, like do that right yeah. now. But you don't need to because you feel like you need to like take some action. Right. Or like, well, I'm supposed to take action in the situations that I hear because of what Mike and Andrew said about scripture. That's not what we're saying. Like, please, please hear that. Um, so caveat number one, which you could disagree with that, Mike. 
Uh, no, I, I, I think I would add on along with you how uh, our social media world has created that environment of like, you, you know, what's happening in, uh, mm-hmm. in certain, in certain states or countries or communities, like in an instant, whereas even like a decade ago, like 20 years ago, that that wasn't, that wasn't the case, but I think what it's created. Yeah. Um, and some of it's good, right. Maybe curating a sense of care, right. A, a sense of, Oh, we mm-hmm. need to be more aware, but it also has created, which I think has been a, a, a negative thing, a, a feeling of you need to, you need to change the world expectation. Yes. Yep. Right. When in, in actuality, like we're like, like I get that a lot. I'm like, man, like whenever I see something, I, I want to respond and do something, right. Like I'm signing yep. up for Salvation Army, you know, those things, but I'm, I'm also a broken human being and I've got limits and, uh, and I can't, I can't do it all. And nor, nor should I, I, you know, I can't, I also can't like be angry about everything. Otherwise I'm not sure if anything gets, it's focused. So anyways, no, I, I agree with sure. that. But, uh, so that being said, that being said, uh, let's go to James chapter two. Let's just, let's just go right oh, there. We're, we're going right there, man. What good is it? Dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? <laughs> Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds that is dead and useless. And then actually uh, on kind of the same page, backtrack to Hebrews 13 verse 15. Therefore let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. My friends, and there are more examples in scripture. That prayer sometimes is not enough. Prayer is the starting point. And we just spent the entire first half of the episode talking about it. Do not neglect prayer or you're mm-hmm. also missing. You're also missing it. They prayer plus actions equal being a disciple of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. In these, in these kinds of situations, again, I'm not saying you need to get friends together, get your family, get in a car, go drive to every mass event tragedy that happens. Not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that if you find yourself week after week, month after month, year after year, your heart isn't spurred towards something to be involved in, right? Like you, there's a disconnect happening, right? As believers in Christ, we are called to not only share the gospel, but meet people's physical needs. When you look at stories of Christ, that's what he did. He met people's physical needs and spiritual needs. He didn't just say, believe in me because the end is coming. He said, hey, mm. feed these people lunch. Like they are hungry. These people are coming to me for healing. The, the season two of The Chosen has some incredible scenes about Jesus giving of himself, right? And so when we disconnect ourselves from actions, we are severely missing it. Okay, that's all I've got for you. Or you go. You go, Mike. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a Yelp verse. Michael, too much. <laughs> uh, James is a good book for this. I, uh, I took chapter one, verse five, um, because I think, I think 
it's subjective in, in a lot of this, right? To know what when does the action part start? And I think it's different depending on your circumstance, like what resources you have, your place, and even your church community. But I, th- I think, like you said, prayer is, is not just where you stop. It's the first part. It's also the part that I think needs to get prioritized, right? So James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. And, uh, and, and it's important to, to have that because I think in our culture, um, I think our culture likes to suggest that there are quick fixes to suffering and pain. And like, and I've, and again, I, I say this as someone who feels that, um, right. Cause even over the last like, few weeks, I'm like, man, if, if only our government would do this, right. And if only this policy would get passed. And, and I think as I've, you know, tried to take in different perspectives, I'm like, okay, it's, it's a lot more complicated than that. Right. Like, um, it, 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 and, and so there are solutions that I think we in our culture like to create, um, which is natural. Like we want, we want things to fix. We want things to change. Um, but I, th- I think the folly we run into is that because we're mankind, like, um, on, like on our theology of, of, of the creation and the fall, right. What does the fall suggest? It suggests that um, we are the authors of our own ruin. Right. And, and even when we try to fix things, sometimes we make things worse. Right. Sometimes we and it's not to say that we shouldn't try. So don't hear me on that. But I think just recognizing that whenever we try to like there's there's a way to man that seems right. But in the end, that mm-hmm. leads to their death. Uh, it's a proverb. Um, the problem is that uh, we we don't know what we're doing um, and, and life is complicated and the human heart is complicated and sin is complicated. And, and ultimately, like what we're mad and what we're fighting against is not just. Um, you know, laws that should or shouldn't be there. We're fighting against evil, right? Now, I would argue, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. I, like, I would argue that if uh, some laws were passed, that maybe these things would happen less frequently, but I also know that they wouldn't stop happening altogether because the issue is of the human heart because evil is there and, and evil is, uh, uh, is not going away until Jesus' return. And so what we're called to as believers to start by saying, Lord, give us wisdom, give us wisdom as to what you would want us to do. And if it's, if it's that wisdom to um, get your church community rallied to, to, um, to put together a drive or to be present, if it's, you know, the, um, the desire to be a part of like an organization that like kind of acts as a, first or second responders to certain mm-hmm. situations like you know I, there's there's a lot of we could we could probably give a list of things that either we've thought about or we've done um but i i think all that to say is that you know prayer is that starting point it is the like action does come like you're like you're saying andrew right that's part of our faith um but it is it, it, it there is a folly right like i think in culture we idolize the fact that we are a we we claim to be a world of people of humankind, you have like a lot of answers and are smarter and, and, and in actuality, right? Like, man, we just keep, we just keep wrecking ourselves in a lot of different ways. And, and that's, so what do you do? Right. I think you go to a good God who, who sees the, the brokenness and wants to, wants to be involved. Are we, are we seeking him first for that? Sorry, you're going to say something. No, just that, that is, <laughs> that's why prayer is so important. Like this is a good verse. You need wisdom. Ask to our generous God, and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So, right, like when you're even asking the Lord, like, what do I, what do I do? Like, how do I, right? Like, you can't know that unless you ask Him. Yeah. Like, ask Him, 
to give you the burning desire of your heart towards something, towards this thing, towards that thing, towards, right? Like he is going to lead you and give you the correct desire of your heart towards where you should put your action or your, your thoughts and prayers into action, right? Um, and you, I'm making up a segment three on the fly here, oh. um, which is, um, so I'll be curious here. Actually, both our thoughts, I haven't thought about it either. Here we go. You're getting the unrehearsed thoughts. I like it, man. Okay. Um, so, right, like, what are some good actions? Mm. Like, I think... I think it's yeah. important. To, I think it's important to talk about because when I think about, who um, man, I think people will give money and call it an action. And truthfully, please hear me that giving money is crucial and great, right? Like we, right? Like give money to missionaries. Give money to uh, Samaritans. Samaritan. Samaritan. Uh, Samaritan's purse. Yeah, yeah. Samaritan's yeah. purse. Yeah. Give money to organizations, and I'm, I don't mean to. Don't mean to, uh, whatever, support one over, over another, but find the research, do your own research, find the organization that does the mess good in your mind, give money to that too. Like you said, boots on the ground, it's phenomenal. They need it yep. right, to do that good work. Don't give money and be done your whole life. Mm-hmm. Hey, I gave a lot of money. And some people are blessed Six. with finances. The Lord has blessed you, give that money. But even you don't, do that and then stop like that like we are that is a good action but it is not the end it is not the same as well as you putting boots on the ground you being involved in something you seems like you're going to respond no I, I think i think it's a great it's a that's a great place to start right especially um because you can you can feel moved to want to give which is totally great but but right like i think sometimes we we can react like in a one-time thing. Um, and again, that's where it's tricky, right? Cause again, like we said earlier, you can't be concerned about everything. Right. Um, but yeah, there are times to be like concerned about something for a moment and then move on. Right. And you can't give that. your money to everything. Right. Right. So there is, there is wisdom in that. So another thing I'll say is that don't wait for a tragedy. Yeah. To yeah. put your faith into action. <laughs> there are needs constantly that aren't on the news, right? Let's just go super stereotypical and talk about a soup kitchen, right? Or like a food pantry. Like, what an incredible way to quite literally meet the physical hunger needs of people and to be involved in that way to serve, to help prepare meals, to serve meals, right? Like, that is an incredible thing to do. Um, and that is happening all the time in so many places. You don't have to yeah. wait for the news to tell you about something um, for your heart to be stirred because the Lord will stir your heart for something that's not on the news, right? Like if you mm-hmm. are active in this, this should be a lifestyle, right? Uh, and I'm preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself, right? Like I don't do this well. Like I want to lead my family well in this. I want my mm-hmm. children to know what it is that we are like serving as part of our life. Um, so, and like we spend a lot of that in serving the church because we work there, uh, but it needs to be uh, even more than that to some degree. Uh, in, in response to that, Michael, mm. no, I, I, I dig it. Um, yeah, I was, I was just I was thinking of specific ways and and trying to see if I, you know, do I contextualize it to this situation, and and I think I will. Um, I, I think I start with. Uh, Again, like I think there is wisdom uh, in 
if if you do have something wrong with with your government as, as far as these things, right? There is a wisdom to, yeah. If you feel like the Lord is, is, is moving you to like call your local representatives and, and, and to say something, hey, that that's there. Um, but I think, um, so I'm, I'm for that. I think though, another thing that goes along with that too, as part of action is, um, and this kind of gets to the greater narrative of like our culture right now and how we're really bad at, we're really bad at talking to one another and having dialogue. And uh, I think, um, I, I feel this, Andrew. So I'm, I'm confessing this as well. Like I'm not great at, uh, um, yeah, loving my neighbor. Right. Uh, I think it's easy to love the people that agree with me, but not the people who don't. And so I feel like that there's, there's a hard thing to where, and, and so I've, I've tried to challenge myself to listen to different perspectives on different things and to, you know, to make sure that I'm not just like, uh, and I, and I, and I, and I again, I do struggle with that. I'll, I'll see a post by some people I know, uh, who, um, I know where they stand on things and I just, yeah, like it, it brings about an anger, but I think part of the action step I think could be right now, just trying to, uh, as Christians try to be peacemakers rather than peace breakers, right. To be angry, right. It's okay to have that, but then to be careful as to who you're being angry at. Um, all right. We're, we wanted, we're bad at evil. Let's, let's try to find common ground there. I feel like of other quick steps, right? If it's like joining an organization, if it's like a Salvation Army or your church, or or like what some Milwaukee area pastors did of forming prayer things, I think there's a lot of validity to that. And uh, yeah, I think I think those are some good good tangible. I think we could brainstorm a whole lot, but like those are some th- some things that come to mind right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. So I want to respond to something you said, and that was as I thought I had earlier about what we do with this because there are people respond in so many different ways and for the believer whatever your response is whether it's anger frustration sadness depression confusion not mis- not understanding my challenge would be as you bring this to the lord what he wants to do and allow him to do this is to bring you to a place where you are channeling and funneling that emotion for his kingdom, right? So like we hate evil. That's what happens with these shootings and these tragedies, but just so angry, senseless crimes. And like what I want my response to be kind of the logical flow of my progression is to be right, angry at the person, angry at the situation, angry at the person who's holding the gun, angry at the person, whatever that allowed this yep. to happen. Yep. But then ultimately, like, my anger needs to be led to be angry at sin. I'm like, I'm angry at the fallen state of man. I'm, I'm angry at mankind for making the choice to rebel against God. I'm angry at myself for aiding in that. Mm. And I'm, and so I'm, so then, then when you're led to that, like, I'm just angry at sin and the heart of men and Satan in this world then as a believer, I'm, I'm led to actually a spirit of thankfulness to Christ for bringing the solution to, to that. Yeah. And so when that can be the logical flow of what we're feeling, like we are led back into pouring back, wanting to pour back into the kingdom of God through any situation and circumstance that may happen. Um, and that, and that was going to be, I think my final, uh, what's the word, uh, recommendations, suggestion, mm-hmm. kind of big, big picture suggestion when it comes to how to put thoughts into actions. Who, man, talk about not getting political. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. You, you already went there, Mike. Here we I've, go. I've been there a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
social justice warrior. Let's talk about social justice, mm. social justice churches, right? So, right, I have a friend who works at a church, and they do they do multiple mission trips a year to many places, and uh, one of those places is is Africa, and they'll go dig wells. They do every year, bring te- different teams. They will do, and I know this because a friend has talked to me and is kind of frustrated by it. They will do very little. Sometimes, if any, it feels like presentation of the gospel, mm-hmm. talking to people mm-hmm. about Jesus, right? Establishing a church. I mean, it is about building that well and getting clean water, which is great. Don't mishear me. Like Jesus fed the 5,000. Like, I mean, don't, <laughs> do not yeah. take away from this that I'm not advocating for people's physical needs. Correct. Right. What, what I'm strongly advocating and what I will, I think unabashedly tell people is if you are feeling a sense of meeting a need through an action that is also not furthering the kingdom, I would challenge you to look at that need. And again, you, you said it too, Mike, like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't call your Senator if you feel strongly about something. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that inherently is furthering the kingdom. Maybe, maybe not, but like, in your normal week in, week out, the place that you are called to serve and give action to as a food pantry, your church. I'm struggling to come up with another good example. (laughs) Um, Reading to third graders, right? Like do it for the kingdom of Christ. Like it is about furthering his kingdom and making his name known. And the action that goes along with it is a way to show people that you value and love them. And it's a conduit to share the gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. And that and who man, I feel like I need to add all those caveats. I'm not saying you need to like work in a gospel to every conversation. That's not what I mean either. Yeah, yeah, you know, go for it. It, it is like it's it's such a fun and not to go too far off from the topic, but like because we we have touched on like social social justice too, and how right. like the role of the church in that like should should the church be more social? Should the church be more gospel? Right? You know, like I I think so. We need qualifiers because sometimes it sounds like we're leading one way or the other. Ultimately, right. you and I advocate for both, right? Like we we need as we need did both. our as did our savior like, exactly. Let's be really clear about it exactly. And so I think I think in to come back to the thoughts and prayers, right? To throw that out there is not meaningless. Like maybe it is by some, but to but for for us as believers who are committed to the to the gospel and to Christ, we follow the example of Jesus. Who, you know, when things are going well, is praying. When he's over a meal, he's praying. When he's on the cross, he's praying. Right? You know, like all these different things. Like the, like there there is a there is a a strong call to pray, um, and a strong call to to you see how prayer. Uh, get spurred into something and who knows what that is. But yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like sometimes we can, we can veer the other way and go, well, we, we got, we got to take action. We just got to do something and not bring in a clear, a clear sense or clear leading or guidance that I think the Lord wants to give us um, that I think as humankind, we just like to ignore. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, I think, and and again, right? You can talk about common what's common sense or not. I, I I've been I've had those discussions too. So uh, for anyone who's feeling that, but I, yeah, I I think I think you and I, Andrew, are kind of getting to the same the same big point here. Is like, man, our, our faith has the beauty of prayer and the beauty of action, and and we could use those together. 
Um, they don't have to be two segmented things. They shouldn't uh, be. Like they shouldn't be. Yeah. If any right. of those are segmented, like you're doing it wrong. Like you're not yeah. looking at the example of Christ. Yep. Like if you are, a, if you are doing action apart from prayer and apart from like, well, it doesn't matter. This is for the kingdom of the Lord. Like this is an action I'm going to take. And not to say it's not a good action to help the world in some way, but like you're missing it for the wrong reasons and vice versa. If you are, oh man, we're beating a horse here, but like, uh, yeah, it's because it's because we see it, right? We see yeah. churches that so often, especially churches, I think go one way or the other. Yeah. Like yep. Finding the balance, like the action because of the purpose. I mean, that is like, why are we doing this action? Is it yep. just, is it just to get guns on the street? Is it just to fill people's bellies? No, like that is not the end game. And, but if you're not bathing it in prayer and starting from that point, you're going to lose sight of the end game very quickly in your action. Mm. 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 Oh, I, I thought of one last thing and then we should do thank yous because it's a long episode. <laughs> it's been a while, Mike. I got a it's lot of words. It's been so long. I know. I got a so lot much of on your chest. I think a really good place to start if you're unsure where to start, right, is to do some research and find those organ like partner with somebody who's already doing it well. Right. Samaritan's birth is a great example. And I really don't mean to promote them above somebody else, but like go find an organization that's Christ-based, kingdom-based, that is doing good action work and yep. see how you can get involved. Give yeah. money to them. They need volunteers all the time at different places. If you want to do that, like do that. Um, hopefully you do go to a church where they already have some things established uh, in partnerships with city things that they are like, see how you can get involved with those. Like Redeemer has a food pantry, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, like just start with somebody who's already doing it well and jump in and see what they're doing. You don't need to create this from scratch. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good word uh, because it can be overwhelming to try to do something by yourself. If those things already exist, yeah, jump on those and uh, I'm with you. Um, I, that's what, that's something I thought about doing, uh, and then COVID happened. But I still have an interest in doing it. But uh, Salvation Army has the um, has like prayer chaplains, which I I yes. seriously considered being a part of, and, and still want to. Uh, just I'm not in Milwaukee anymore, so it's a little different. But yeah, even things like that, there are things that are out there that are set up um, that, that allow you to step in. If you, if you got a heart that says, I, I want to do something, I want to do something for the kingdom. I want, I'm tired of seeing the brokenness of the world. That's, hey, that's a God thing, right? Like we, we as Christians really should care about the brokenness of the world. We can't do, we can't do it all, but we can at least agree that there is something wrong with our world. So let's bring the gospel to it. And that yep. is, that's the mission, man. Right. That's, that's the call. Yep. Mm. I think, we, I think we solved another one, Mike. Oh man. Yeah. Do I, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking back at my notes and going, yep, yeah, probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, I think we, yeah, I, and hopefully for any listeners, you know, there is so much more that could be talked about this. We know, yeah. but um, yeah, it's, it's a touchy subject and I hate to say it. I, I hope part of my prayer is that these things would cease um, in some of the, uh, mass shootings that are happening and those things. And that, and that's something that I need, we need to keep praying about And there's, there's just a whole lot, but uh, I think from that, let us see the prayer is fundamental to us as believers just to like the tool that God has given us. Let's, let's use that. It's a good word. Well, I haven't been thankful in a long time because I haven't had you to remind me to be thankful. Yeah, man. Um, so therefore you should go first because I, <laughs> I got to think about what I'm thinking before. 
Oh man. Yeah. What am I thankful for? Uh, yeah, I am thankful for, uh, I grabbed, a. I, I grabbed, a. Uh, at the church that we've been we've been going to we we've we're slowly getting acquainted uh with with the people in the community i'm thankful for the uh uh one of the one of the pastors who had just hung out with me and another guy grabbed a beer and got to know one another and and uh and then his wife hung out with my wife so yeah it was kind of cool and you know i think i'm just thankful for churches that try try to build relationships so shout out shout out to the church that we've been going to thanks a lot all I heard out of that was that you grabbed a beer. Uh, um, but talk about controversial. Yeah, I know, right? Um, any uh, any any students <laughs> listening to this, uh, just remember, I'm not a youth pastor anymore. I'm just kidding. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the takeaway for sure. Yeah. You have um, no power over me. <laughs> we, you know what I'm thankful for? Um <laughs> It's going to be funny because of what we just talked about. I'm thankful for people who give money <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh, the counseling that my wife and I are doing right now is through an organization called Standing Stone. Um, mm. Referenced that earlier. Um, and it is a organization specifically for pastors and their wives um, to do counseling. And they have some retreat centers you can go to, but they also have field shepherds um, that will Zoom with you, come visit you, like to help lead and guide you through hurt, forgiveness, whatever, or just like, yeah, kind of ministry transition or things that are going on. And they are free to pastors and their wives. This is a, that Mm. portion of Standing Stone is free, the field shepherds, because they are missionaries and raise their own support. And so they're able to do this. And so like, we are getting this great counseling that, you know, is normally very expensive. Um, And people that have been in ministry before, because people have been, uh, move to give to them that they allow them to do it so thank you people who do give you have your finances as we're called to do uh, to support things like that mm, i love it love it counseling is good people counseling like we may never stop now i'm like whew, once you've tasted it like this is mm. safe space to un- to unwind thoughts and get get good advice and talk talk about those things man it's good mm. well Wow. Haven't said that in a while. Episode 29. We did it. Um, thoughts and prayers. If you have any thoughts um, or, or prayers or prayers, uh, <laughs> you bet. Uh, let us know about those. And yeah, this is, this is a huge topic and we I'm sure did it a large disservice in the last hour, but uh, we did our best. Uh, but let us know what you think. Um or yeah, if you feel like there was something key that we missed, we'd love to know that and talk about it in the next episode. And uh, or maybe there's a little spinoff of this we should do for another episode. So uh, we are hope, and you can find that information in our show notes. In our show notes, always, we are hoping to do one more to give us a solid fifteen, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Just gotta, just gotta. Get some free time, which uh, is uh, is lacking these next couple of weeks. <laughs> He's got jokes. Um, what so is that? We, we want to make it a good, a good one, a fun one to end season two of Redeeming Church. So, love all of you guys who are listening, and uh, wish you well. Uh, and Lord, until next time, enjoy the beautiful warm months. And I'm Andrew. And I'm Mike, and this was episode 29 of the Redeeming Church Podcast. Mm -hmm.